Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The souls of the righteous are in the hand of God. In the first year that I came to VTS, during All Souls of 2014, down in what was then the interim chapel, I had a sudden powerful sense that I needed to pray for my grandparents. I grew up in a single-parent family, and my grandparents raised me as much as my mother had done. That was not entirely a good thing. They were brilliant, sharp-edged, complicated people who were married for over 50 years, alternated hot and cold war for most of those years, <laughs> and ultimately would be buried in different states. My grandfather with his parents in Massachusetts after a long period of dementia, my grandmother in the 200-year-old Quaker cemetery behind their farm in Maine. The gifts and the wounds go very deep in them and in me. I had watched the dementia gradually take hold of my grandfather over a period of years when I was in college and graduate school, until the year that I returned, and the once brilliant chemist no longer knew who I was. <laughs> but as also sometimes happens with dementia, in many ways for him, the loss of the past was a merciful release. When I prayed in 2014 for his soul, and I still do, and the soul of my grandmother, I prayed and I pray. I imagine rest, healing, and merciful release, but this time in a way that does not destroy memory, or the self, or the past. They are in the hand of God. In the summer of 2016, I made a pilgrimage from Winchester to Canterbury, in which I hiked from medieval parish church to medieval parish church <laughs> across most of Sussex and Kent. An essential part of the rural English parish church is, of course, the graveyard, the old churchyard, often planted with ancient yew trees and every variety of headstone imaginable, so many of them for children. There was a time not so long ago when you could go to the graveyard of your hometown and you would know the names of everyone buried there. The graveyard around the church was the community over time. That is something that we have lost, partly because we move too much these days, partly because we have so many denominations, but also because of how the West and I think America in particular tends to deal with death. Most of it, particularly in light of our readings today, I think is patently unchristian. Most of American Protestantism centers around the question of whether or not one is saved and anxieties over whether one has checked all requisite boxes to that end and is still very leery of any sort of practice of praying for the dead because who knows where they'll be. It has, at best, a very hazy grasp of the Christian doctrine of the resurrection of the body. 
and in the theological vacuum created, people's conceptions of death become spiritualized and vague and literally disembodied. Halos and wings. Whatever else we may be, guys, we will not be angels. <laughs> and that sort of fuzzy thinking opens the door to the American funeral industrial complex. Death commodified, sanitized, sentimentalized, expensive, and ultimately distant and distancing. Airbrushing over the realities of illness, age, death, and grief, and loss, not only for the dead, but for the living. In the short term, it is perhaps easier to not confront these realities or to wall them out of our minds. But in the long term, the refusal to engage with death, grief, and loss brings a one-dimensionality to our emotional experience. I have found it interesting how many recent books, and specifically children's films, have centered around these subjects. Inside Out, Big Hero 6, Kubo and the Two Strings, A Monster Calls, Helen McDonald's surprise bestseller H is for Hawk, Hisham Matar's The Return, and of course, Harry Potter. <laughs> One of the best films I have ever seen about someone finding their vocation in helping others to deal with death is the Japanese film Departures by Yojiro Takita, in which a young man, a former cellist, becomes a nakanshi, someone who handles the Japanese ceremonies of washing and laying out the dead for the bereaved family. It is all in Japanese, but there isn't a single moment in the film that will not feel deeply familiar to an Episcopal priest. We live in an aging society in America. As priests, you will encounter entire congregations frozen in varying stages of the grieving process, sometimes over the departure of the previous rector, sometimes over tragedies much deeper and more serious and buried in denial. It behooves you to recognize the signs. As priests, you will do funerals. You should take funerals. If you can make it a spiritual practice for yourself, so much the better. Death and bereavement is one of those moments where, even in a secularizing society, the case for Christian ritual becomes very easy to make. On the Christian side, in our readings today, we have the profound reassurance of wisdom, the almost gleeful scoffing of Paul, the patient endurance of the psalmist, and the promise of Christ in the Gospel of John of unimaginable life in God beyond death. Without Christian ritual, more often than not, it tends to be, you are the wind beneath my wings and a Hallmark card. We need more. We need better than that. The souls of the righteous are in the hands of God. So are the souls of the flawed, the damaged, the abused, and the abuser, all saints and all souls. We are one community in the hand of one God. We celebrate the saints, knowing full well that many are great in the kingdom of heaven whose names we would not know and could not guess for deeds known to God alone. And we entrust all souls, the names of our dead, to the hand of God, and know that we can trust him with them to heal, to salve, to cleanse, to wash, to renew, and to judge. 
We trust our hearts to the same hand. All those who mourn, all those who suffer, all those who are living with loss and loss upon loss. Pray the psalm again with me, if you will. Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, were to note what is done amiss, O Lord, who could stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Therefore, you shall be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for him. In his word is my hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, wait for the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. With him there is plenteous redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all their sins.